Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic Guys podcast of which we are the worst. I am Eddie. I'm Alec. I'm Nathan. And today we're going to talk about Nathan. Nathan, we are very happy to have you. You are uh, another one of the uh, college students who we are interviewing just to talk about the faith. Uh, we appreciate you being on the, the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is really cool. It's the stewed. I'm in the stewed with the guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Nathan, tell us a little bit about yourself. I used to play basketball. No, you really? Did you <laughs> yeah, actually? Freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> of high school. I was school. so bad. I had a good shot, but like other than that, I was completely garbage. It's usually the opposite. Yeah. yeah. People are like, I can do everything but shoot. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> um, I go to Cal Poly Pomona. I'm a junior. A kinesiology major. I play drums and guitar for my pastime. Not really good, but that's well, not even, that's that is not a, even true. That's a, a bold face. <laughs> he has. He is on uh, the Spotify. Maybe you guys have heard of it. His band <laughs> name is Generation Z. You should look him up. They're pretty. They're pretty good. He sings as well. Thanks. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, you definitely are in the thick of the the music industry. I would say you know, you're in several bands. You perform a lot. Worship and non-worship. Yeah. What is what is what is kind of your experience with that, with secular or not? Either or, just so like I mean, yeah. Don't don't downplay your music, your t- your your music life. I would say, um, it's definitely cool to it's it's definitely my sport now. Um, like a lot of people still play like basketball with all their friends and stuff. It's definitely like my sport, which is cool. Uh, it's definitely really fun. Yeah, just weekends are pretty packed though. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, I mean, you before coming here, you were just playing, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to cousins, filmed by Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're in a couple of different bands, right? One of them, filmed by Ray. Mm-hmm. One of them, Generation Z, mm-hmm. uh, and then other miscellaneous things as well. How does that affect? I do. I'm curious. Like, how does that affect your worship life? Because if you're going to mass to play Mm -hmm. in the band do Mm -hmm. you feel like that takes away from your experience of the mass does it enhance it do you feel like you need to go to mass separately so you can be part of the congregation yeah i was just talking about that with a friend yesterday like i can't really like my attention is like really focused on music unfortunately so like now i've been going to like daily masses just because like i can't really focus if i'm being honest sometimes when i'm playing music just because like there's like a lot you have to think about and you have to like think about other people like what they're gonna do um even like with stuff like you know like heart of the city shout out to heart of the city um gerardo where you at um <laughs> no, no actually though, gerardo, where, where are you where are you at he hasn't been on an episode in months um it's hard for me to like really pay attention to like what god is trying to tell me in when it's not silent and it's kind of like it's a blessing and a curse because like you definitely feel music more when you're paying attention to it more but i feel like you definitely miss out on like a lot of the gifts that he wants to share with you in silence so yeah well i think that kudos to you to taking it on yourself to go to to daily mass um because yeah you never want to just become a like professional mass goer right uh and take that away from your ability to actually engage in the sacrifice of the mass and be a part of that prayer. So to see that as a desire and a need, I think is, is really, really good. So, uh, props to you. But yeah, I guess my, my question to you would be kind of same as, as other guys as well, who have been on the, 
What was your faith like in high school? What, mm. what, what was that? So I was pretty much cradle Catholic for all of my life. I was like most people in my circle, um, like cousins and stuff. So it was pretty much like a big, you know, my parents were like very Catholic and, you know, mass was never like a thing or like you would skip or stuff like that. It was always like, you know, go to go to mass, do your prayers and stuff, pray the rosary. So it's kind of like definitely like going through the motions for a while. And then I'd say like my first experience with like me actively pursuing God was like, you know, obviously like the retreat, like in confirmation, second year whole deal. Classic. Classic. Dude, yeah. you were there. It's Remember true. That? I was there. Yeah. That's pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the first like um, experience. And then like, you know, as a, as high school goes on, you kind of like go back into like the motions. And actually like this year was like really the first year I've like actually tried to pursue my faith. And it's, it's been crazy. What that? Um, I've just seen a lot of friends like reek of the benefits and like the joys of like just following God and like truly kind of like dying to self. And I've never like seen that. I mean, like with people that I've like been like extremely, extremely close to. And I was just like, even myself, like being a friend of this person or people, I was like, wow, like this is beautiful. Like, and then like they would take me to mass and like, wow, this is like, wow. You just feel it immediately. And then, um, so I was like, wow, I'm going to actually try and do this thing. So then this year it started like in the summer. So this year I'd like actually trying to like, okay, let's do this guy. Like I'm going to do this. Like, yeah. So pretty much just this year. And there, um, was there a moment of like promise? All right, God, let's do it. Do you specifically remember like that moment of I'm in? Because there's a lot of times yeah. where people like they're kind of fighting it and where they're like, mm -hmm. I want to, but yeah, then what if I it. fail or yeah. whatever? But is there like, can can you recall the moment of surrender? Um, It was like a couple of moments. It was never like one moment for me. It's always just been like steps. So it was like, okay, I went to daily mass for the first time in like freaking 10 years yeah. or something, you know, like on my own. Then I found myself like praying the rosary and like, Oh, actually, there is one moment. So I was, you know, it was like a step. I was like praying the rosary more. And then uh, Jackie Angel, shout out to Bobby and Jackie, part two, shout out number two. Dang, I'm just... <laughs> You've already hit your quota for the rest of the time. <laughs> I have one more, right? <laughs> um, she like did this video on like the novena and like the, miracli the miraculous, right? The 54-day novena thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's... Um, and I had the book because my friend bought me one. And I was like, frick, like, let's try it. Because, like, my friend was, like, going through, like, some really, like, deep intellectual thought and, like, but not really going anywhere, going into, like, Eastern religion and stuff and really, like, feeling helpless. And I was like, you know what? Like, he called me one night and he was like, dude, like, I don't know, like, what's going on? And I was like, yo, dude, like, I don't know, like, I've been going to mass and stuff. If you want to come, he's like, why would you do that to me? Like um, all this stuff. And it, and it was kind of rough, but then I started doing a miraculous novena for him without telling him. And it was like day 17. And it was like, dude, like I was like meditating the other day or something. 
And I'm like, dude, I believe in God. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't tell him anything, too. So it was crazy. And then, like, on day 20, so it's like 27 days of, like, asking uh, for, like, this wish or not wish, mm-hmm. but, um, like, prayer you have. And then 27 days after that of, like, thanking, of thanks, of thankfulness, thanks, thankfulness. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, and then, so, on the 26th day, he's like, yeah, dude, like, we were, like, talking about girls as two guys do. Um, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, dude, this like. This is another Catholic guys podcast. <laughs> they, they, we don't talk about girls here. <laughs> um, and he was, like, kind of been wanting to, like, just focus on like myself and like focus on like my relationship with God and like I've been praying a lot and I feel like all we really need right now is like a relationship with ourselves and a relationship with God in the process I was like what the heck dude like I would never <laughs> expect him to say anything like that and I was like dude this is crazy but that, that yeah and that, then the, the, here's my question yeah did you say cool novena worked and stop at day 26 no. <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm out never mind God I don't need you anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna head out yeah. <laughs> that meme uh, yeah. yeah uh it's definitely harder to do the thanks um novena after but i mean i was just like super i was like wow like this is crazy so i just kept doing it so yeah that was like the biggest thing and i was like wow thank you god like cool that's great on the next one <laughs> next novena <laughs> yeah so yeah so if you want Nathan to do a novena for you, <laughs> send us an email. <laughs> 562. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so it kind of came alive mm-hmm. middle of high school, but became your own recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious just to hear a little bit about your experience. like your So your first couple years of college then, because you're a junior now, mm-hmm. uh, what was it like for you before you really had this uh, spiritual awakening? Force Awakening. <laughs> you should shout out Star Wars. Star, shout out Star Wars. Um, I was definitely um, not really following what my values were. College and just like drinking and stuff. I mean, I was never like a like a avid drinker or whatever. But, you know, just like stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, what, it was nothing close to like what I have right now. I mean, again, I'm not, like, perfect, again, right now, so, uh, but I'm working on it, but definitely, I wasn't really going to, I wasn't really paying attention to mass at all, going through the motions for sure, yeah, pretty selfish, I must say, (laughs) so, just like those first two years of college. Um, Do you think you knew it at the time? Um, definitely not. I mean, slightly, like, in the back of your head, it's always, like, that thing, but, you kind of just brush it away, you know, unfortunately, but yeah, definitely selfish. And you can, you can like, I looking back at it now, I can like, whoa, selfish dude. (laughs) (laughs) So do you find things like popping up periodically where you're like, you see an old habit in a new way or did it all kind of come at once? Like I'm selfish and clear all that out. Um, no, there's definitely, times where things of the past come up in the sense of like you don't want to do this again or i was also talking about this yesterday it's super hard and i was going to ask advice for this too um that like 
you know, when you first start college, that's like pretty much your friend group, which is hard. And it's hard to like not leave that friend group. And over the years, like I haven't been hanging out with like some of my friends that I would, you know, hang out at that time. But it's definitely hard to like always be the one where it's like, I'm sorry, like I don't do that. Like, you know, or stuff like that or like, or just even like in conversation, trying not to like go back to like your old ways of talking and um, I mean, again, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to work on it. But yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do because so am I understanding correctly where you're like when everyone gets to school, mm-hmm. they try and make friends quickly, but yeah. then people kind of section off. And mm-hmm. if you didn't find a group, you're, you know, musical chairs, mm-hmm. you're out or it's hard to jump to new people after that. Is that yeah. kind of what you mean? Well, in the dorms, it was pretty different in the sense of like, OK, this is like pretty much your friend group after like the three months. And like those people are like the people you're closest to at school. So, yeah, it was pretty much kind of like musical chairs but again you can branch off but and did you feel like after you had this uh awakening that that group was not benefiting you they weren't helping you become a better person i mean yeah it's definitely just like a shadow of like what i'm trying to get away from you know what i mean and it's like when you're involved all the time it's like okay i was gonna ask what about you guys like in college and stuff did you guys have that like backbone of like good friends i and if not um what did you do yeah i had an interesting go of it because like actually you mentioned in the other one i went to three schools in four years so i did not i went to one four-year university kind of made friends with people um and they were there were some very nice people there but i wasn't there long enough to create anything that meaningful and then i left and at Mm. the then i went to the junior college and i was playing soccer and working at the same time so it was i kind of just went to class did my stuff left 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 so all my friends from high school had gone away to school and then i had changed communities a few times so i didn't settle anything there and then i transferred again to commute to another four-year that's a notorious commuter school where people don't there's not much social atmosphere. There wasn't a football team, you know, so there wasn't a lot of um, school spirit. And that's why, um, again, like we've talked about before, that's when Kelly, my friend from high school, invited me out to the church, and that's when I met Eddie and everybody, and, and things changed. So for me, it was the graciousness of an old friend to help me. During it, I just focused more on getting done what I needed to get done. So I was focusing on doing well in school, on saving the money I was making while I was working, on uh, becoming a better soccer player. So I was kind of just like trying to become a better version of myself, but it was lonely. Did you live on campus? No. So I only lived on campus at my first school and then I commuted the next three years. Hmm. What's What's the dynamic change for you? Was it harder? Living, coming back home? Mm hmm my parents are great so it wasn't in the sense that you want to spread Mm -hmm. and kind of grow your independence or something yes but as far as like actual complaints or difficulties no my parents were very Mm -hmm. supportive and uh, not helicoptering Mm -hmm. so i was able to 
kind of live my life. Yeah. So I might not be the best person to ask. (laughs) I mean, you lived off campus for like one year and that's pretty cool. So you got like a taste of it for sure. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I still was only a couple hours away where I came home a lot of weekends. So yeah, me it too. Yeah. <laughs> CVP, uh, shout out number three. That's my last one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- we, I, I think all, uh, the, the other guys who have been on talking too, they, they also mentioned like community and the importance of it. And I think uh, it is difficult to have friends who are on the same page with you in that respect. Um, I, again, kind of... A, a unique situation, right? It's not the same that everybody has. Cause I went to Franciscan and, uh, everybody, uh, not everybody there, but a good majority of the people there are trying their best to grow closer to God. So being in that environment helped me grow a lot in my faith, but I know that a lot of colleges, that's not the case. So, I mean, I, and I, I, I encourage you to, to seek out those friendships that are, are always more valuable. Uh, you know, we, you, we, we just did an episode on friendship not too long ago about how, if you want to be good friends with somebody, if you want that relationship to foster something good that you have to be open and you have to be, uh, it has to be in the forefront of the friendship, like the faith, right? It should never be far away from your conversations. It should never be far away from, uh, your mind or the way that you guys are acting. And I mean, I, I know you personally, I, I know that you have friends that, that that's like with. And so just to do your best to cultivate those kinds of relationships, mm-hmm. uh, is obviously important, but, I do want to throw out also there's, um, I don't know what it's from or where I even heard it, but they say, show me his friends and I'll show you a man. So like you were Mm. talking about, if you're having these people in your life that aren't helping you to grow, and not that you should just kind of cast people out if they're not doing something for you, but if you feel like you're not making each other better, then you want to be in a better environment. And I would say it's better to be alone than with people who are, hurting you Mm -hmm. so if you feel like you're going in a positive direction and they're not helping you go that direction then maybe you don't want to be surrounded by it because whether or not like as stubborn as we want to be we are affected by the people around us Mm -hmm. and it's i think it's funny like take an inventory of there are things that when you start hanging out with someone for a while you're like that's some like that's something Eddie says, and I'll pick up that I start saying it, or the reverse, or There's whatever. There's a lot of it is. things actually that yeah. I remember <laughs> Eddie saying. Yeah, so the people you spend a lot of time yeah. with do help to shape you. Mm-hmm. So, again, like we've been saying, foster good community, and how to do that. I mean, there are a lot of organizations through which you can do it. I think for you specifically, like the heart of, heart of the city, that's a lot of what it's meant for is for young adults to mm-hmm. find community. So tap that well. Um, yeah, cause I, I'd be interested just to hear your experience with, especially being involved heavily with the, not only in the college life at a secular college, but also like in, in working a lot in music and pursuing to an extent the success in that way. I'm sure you encounter a lot of people who are not always the most virtuous. Christian, you could say virtuous, yeah, virtuous people. So what, what is your experience with that? Um, cause that's gotta be hard. I mean, I yeah. think, I think there's a lot. But like I said, between the secular college and uh, music and just friendships and everything, I think I think the the world is throwing a lot at you that's trying to drag you away. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the music culture in general, kind of rough, especially with like touring and stuff for, for a lot of people. I mean, I don't tour. I'm not like that good. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so just like it's very cutthroat in a sense and like, um, yeah, definitely not as virtuous because just for, I think musicians in general are very emotional people. 
Um, I mean, they kind of have to be to like, you know, make those songs. And for a lot of people, like, you know, reliving some of the songs they write about or just like trying to always perform at their highest. Cause that's like, if you're a perfectionist and I mean, any musician, then good luck, brother or sister. Um, <laughs> cause it's very hard to always have like a perfect, perfect show, perfect recording. And a lot of the people in music, I mean, this is mainly big time, but like go to like, you know, substances that make them perform, you know, at that caliber and the human body cannot, you know, function at that caliber all the time. So they go to those substances. Um, and also like being away from home and stuff is definitely pretty hard on musicians and stuff. So that's like, it like stems from there. And I feel like the top like trickles down to like, even like if you're just playing on a Saturday night, at like your local, you know, hub or like coffee shop. Like it's still like that culture definitely like resonates in like a lot of musicians. And it's like hard to like break away from that from if you're always like meeting new people and all that stuff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think we talked about in the the earlier one too, that like, I think in the world, especially in college, if you don't actively work against something, against the culture, against what the the world is trying to drag people into you, it's like a treadmill, right? You're Mm -hmm. the natural, the natural inclination is to go backwards. You have to be working forward. So I guess, how have you, what, what have, what has been your way to, to maintain integrity and maintain your faith? Cause even, like I said, even like you said, even in the first couple of years where you weren't really taking it seriously, you were still maintaining some sort of level of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have, what has been your, what would be your advice to anybody else who feels like the world is trying to drag them down away from this? I think definitely, like you said, community. And luckily I've been able to be around you guys and some friends like, who branch off from like like Gerardo and so they've always in a sense kept me grounded because like everyone's no one's perfect obviously but they're definitely trying and you guys are definitely trying to like pursue a life in Christ and stuff and always kind of like being around that and like obviously you guys are my friends so it's like it's obviously fun to be with you and being around that definitely keeps you grounded so my advice would just try to be like Go to your local church, maybe. I know it doesn't sound like that appealing, but trust me, like you'll find some really cool people. Yeah. And persevere through that, right? Because it mm-hmm. might be that you you can't go to a parish once, yeah. not meet anyone and be like, well, I tried and see, it doesn't work. It's, it's going to take some doing and some patience, but it's worth it in the end. Do you think that, because it sounds like you've been pretty solid in the faith and it wasn't an issue of doubt, but it was an issue of, flourishing Mm -hmm. would you do you think that's accurate or is there a little bit of it yeah it feels like you weren't in danger of losing the faith but it wasn't alive so i think the biggest thing for younger people when they think about faith and when they think about jesus in general trying to follow him is that at least for me yeah like obviously i believe in god but i don't want to give up some stuff all the things that I thought was fun and all that, I think that's like the biggest thing that young people are are experiencing like yes like that's why I think that there's a lot of agnostics um, because like 
yes, obviously, but they think they're just God and stuff, but they don't want to, in a sense, like give up what I thought was like my youth or like what I thought was like fun or what I thought was like cool slash like, you know, you want to be liked with everyone, but you know, so just stuff like that. And I feel like younger people think that way, but recently, like I said, I've been like trying to pursue it. I feel like you just get so much more out of what you're trying to pursue. And that's like pretty much like what I have to say throughout the whole talk. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, I'll see you guys. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that like the biggest thing again is like the fear of like missing out or like the fear of giving up things that you think you like, or I mean the things that you, that think that, you know, you think that are fun or things that, you know, you just don't want to give up. And yeah. That's a, that's a big thing of people saying, Christianity is just a set of rules Mm -hmm. and it's just telling you you can't do this and can't do that and I think that's the beauty of what you were saying where there are people who were joyous in the faith and that contributed to you wanting to be like that right and that's what why they I love it when they end the mass with masses ended go and proclaim the gospel by your life it's the way that we live can be we we want the way we live to be appealing and someone saying like, they're so happy. I want that where you might. And it's like, not even the way I want to phrase it, but yeah, you might be giving up certain earthly temporal pleasures that you have, but it is for something greater. Yeah. And I think that it's more about the relationship and that's what really was like, not in a sense taught to me. Just That's because Eddie yeah. was your confirmation teacher. I was not his confirmation <laughs> he teacher. He was not. <laughs> but, and I think it's also hard to fully grasp such a beautiful relationship when you are younger at the same time. I mean, obviously some kids and are like way more mature than I am sometimes, you know, in that sense, or just like finding it early. But once you experience like the relationship it's kind of like any other relationship. It's like you do this because you love the person. You might not like doing it or you might hate not doing it, but it's like the love of the person, or in this case, God, is just like far greater than this thing that I want to do right now and I know I'm going to feel guilty after, you know? Yeah, I think you're touching on really the heart of probably what just about everybody in college is struggling with is this is the the path of the spiritual life in general is at first it, you know, it's called the purgative state, right? Where you're purging away everything that is not good of you that like, and it hurts almost, right? It's like, you got to let go of things. There are things that you just, you have to, God is going and it's going to be difficult. It's like pulling thorns or it's like whatever it might be. And we hate to see them go. But then after that is where you enter into this beautiful relationship and your life is repaid, you know, a hundredfold back, right? This is, we've talked about, I think this before, but Christianity is all about you have to give up your 10 units of happiness. You have to give them up completely to the point where you're left with zero. And then God will give you back 100, 200, 300 units back. But only once you have the hands open to receive them. If you're still cl- clutched around the 10 units that you have of through whatever it might be. Through, or even one. You're like, I'm going to give up nine. I just want to let me save yeah. one. Yeah, just that's in the case. hardest part. Right. Yeah. It's like there's some stuff you want to keep and it's just like, ah, oh, like. Come on. Right, know? right. 
for sure. And it's like a constant struggle. I think that's going back to that question before of like, do you go back to it? It's like giving up, like dying yourself obviously is like the hardest thing. And I'm not like taking this lightly. Like it's very hard, but like any relationship, it's going to be hard. And there's going to be like fruitful times and there's going to be some times where it's like, okay, I trust you, but this is hard. So yeah, just going back to that, like, and friendships, um, like you don't want to give up some stuff, but it's just like, and and you know, in a relationship, it's like you're not gonna do some stuff because you love the person, and you know that they may not like it, or you know that it's not gonna make the relationship better, and instead it's gonna make it worse. So you just gotta be conscious of that yeah. stuff. And yeah, Eddie knows I don't like hot dogs, so when we're going to eat together, we don't go to a hot dog place, even though I really like hot dogs. Yeah. I don't, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of us will not get hot. Dogs. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and I, I, I don't want to. I think we'll start circling here. But I think that this is something that you have this year, especially taken on, is that you have acknowledged that there are things that you need to get give up in your life, and you're starting to see the return on that, right? I think yeah. you're starting to you're because it, that's what it is. Is at first it will feel like I'm just giving this stuff up, and it sucks, and it sucks, and it sucks. But then you start to give them up out of a relationship because you value something greater than whatever it is, the temporary the temporary joy or happiness that you are, or fulfillment that you are getting because you're giving it up for something that is greater. You know, it's, almost, it's like anything, right? If, you, if any of you guys have struggled with an addiction or even like you've lost a lot of weight or something like it's always at the beginning that's the hardest where you're like, I, have, I haven't lost any weight yet and like... I'll just start losing weight tomorrow or something. But there comes a point when you're further along into your diet and you've lost 10, 15, 20 pounds and you're like, it's not worth it, right? It's it's just like I, the freedom that I feel right now, the progress that I've made is more valuable to me now than whatever it was earlier. Um, and it's the same thing with any with any addiction or whatever. Where you, but you do start to really start to love the freedom that you get. I think it's the same way with God where – it's going to be difficult to get it going, but at a certain extent, you say like, yeah, I don't want to be a slave to the sin. I don't want to be a slave to whatever. I want to the freedom that comes with the relationship with God. And I think that you're like in the crux of that right now. Yeah, I'm definitely in the thick of it right yeah. now, I'd say. Like any relationship, it's like very, so it's kind of like the weight thing. For a lot of people, they lose weight really quickly in the first part. And then after like a month or two, it's like they're not losing any weight, even though they're working out even harder. And it's, like, I'm definitely, like, in the thick of, like, all of this. And, but it's still, like, you still see the benefits. And you still see, like, who you are becoming and, like, and with God. And you just, yeah. So, back to that. Yeah. We are always, always becoming, you know, who who God intended us to be. So, yeah, I mean, I encourage anybody listening to this to, like, do as Nathan does, right? To, to take that leap of faith. I think that that's faith in, in its, at its center is, God, I, I trust that whatever I give up, you will pay me back for in abundance. Yeah. And right? to use you will hair give gel. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and never, never be afraid to use hair gel. <clears throat> yeah. Do you have any other questions for him, Alec? No, I'm just glad to hear that you are being so active. And that's that's such an important thing that, I again I hope anyone who's listening to it that's not feeling or that's feeling stuck like takes that initiative that you did of just be active, participate, try something and then go from there. So I'm glad to hear that you're 
progressing. Cool. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not perfect by any means, but what? <laughs> all right. Well, never mind. We're not going to hear this then. <laughs> Just cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not the guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like anything, like I've been telling some of my friends to like learn an instrument, like it's going to suck at times for sure. And it's going to be hard, but all in all, like the overall and just like everything you get out of it is just so much more than some of the small things that you think is hard. And that's, it's hard. It's definitely harder to live out than say for sure. Um, but I just, whoever's listening, definitely, that's like, if I can get one phrase out there that you guys, you know, take home with you. That's awesome, man. Didn't know that, you know, we're praying for you always, uh, saying novenas for you every day. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a novena for you, um, <laughs> five, six, two. <laughs> yeah. If you do have, if you do have a prayer intention, go ahead and send it to sinners take at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll forward it on to Nathan for you. <laughs> uh, also check out his, check him out on Spotify. Generation Z. It's pretty good. Thanks yeah. guys. <laughs> and that's the sinners take.